Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 2415. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day. Whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said, choose you this day, whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, Networld, and thank you for tuning in. Are you ready to get into the Word again? Well, open your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 6, verses 1 through 3, as we continue in our series called Back to the Basics, where we're discussing the elementary principles of Christ and going on to perfection or maturity. Oh, I'm looking forward to this. All right, let's start reading from verse 1. Hebrews 6, 1. Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection or maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptisms, of the laying on of hands, of resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment, and this we will do if God permits. Well, praise the Lord. And we've been talking about seven foundation stones or elementary principles, however we want to look at it, as a foundation to a building or a home, which is really the foundation of our hearts in the gospel. The first stone being the cornerstone, Jesus Christ, out of 1 Peter 2, 6, we talked about that, and we thoroughly discussed repentance from dead works and faith toward God, and today we're going to go into the doctrine of baptisms, into the second baptism, and then laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. I'm looking forward to this. So let's get right into where we were. We've already discussed the baptism of repentance. I'd like to make a statement about what I call the four New Testament baptisms. The first one is the baptism of repentance, the second, the baptism into the body, the third, the baptism in water, the fourth, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Yes, this is the doctrine of baptisms. And I have a sentence that really kind of explains this pretty well. The baptism of repentance brings you, the baptism into the body joins you, the baptism in water shows you, and the baptism in the Holy Spirit fills you. Wow. And so we've already talked about the baptism of repentance, but let's today get right into the baptism into the body. So we've already been brought by the baptism of repentance to receive Jesus, and now we want to receive Jesus, and when we do, we're baptized into the body. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13 talks about this. For by one Spirit we are all baptized into one body. There it is. That's why we call it the baptism into the body. And he continues, uh, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, all have been made to drink into one spirit. It's where we're joined. Our spirit is joined with his spirit and everyone else who has accepted Jesus as Lord, and we are declared the body of Christ. Romans 10, 9 through 10 says this, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And then verse 10 says, for with the heart 
one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And then we ought to add Romans 10, verse 13, which says, For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. It's an interesting thing to note that in Romans 10, 9 and 10 and 13, there is no real mention of repentance. There's no real mention of water baptism. There's no real mention of the Holy Spirit baptism. That's because this is talking about the baptism into the body. Romans 10, 9 through 10 and 13 is assuming you've already had a godly sorrow. The woo of the Holy Spirit has already baptized you with repentance or the baptism of repentance, and it's brought you to Christ. It has brought you to lead you in the way of the Lord. And now when you pray the prayer of salvation, where you bow your knees and you ask God to forgive you, and you ask Jesus to come into your heart to be your Lord, you are instantly received, you are instantly baptized into the body of Christ, you are instantly a part of the body of Christ on the earth. It's when you get saved. It's the moment you become born again. It's the moment you become a child of God. It's not the baptism of repentance. It's not the baptism of water. It's the baptism into the body. Let's read Romans 1 and 16. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation to everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. And then let's read Ephesians 2, 19 through 22. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. When you pray and receive Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're baptized into the body and you become a member of the household of God. Isn't that great? Then again in verse 20, Ephesians 2.20, Having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building, I like this, being fitted together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. Does this not sound like the foundation series we're talking about? about the foundation of a building, a dwelling place. You become a dwelling place of God, His Spirit to live in, in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple of the Lord. Are we not the temple of the Lord? Oh, this is fabulous. And like it says in verse 20, we're built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets and Jesus Christ Himself being the chief cornerstone. And that's why I added Jesus as the cornerstone because it's the most important stone of our foundation. We are the body of Christ. You see, the baptism of repentance is what brings you to Christ. And the baptism into the body is what joins you. It's when you call on him. It's when you believe in your heart and say with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. It's the moment that you, whoever, calls on the name of the Lord and you shall be saved. It's when you're joined to the body of Christ. It's a miracle. Now, this baptism into the body is not the baptism of repentance. No, that's already taken place and brought you to this second baptism. It's also not the third baptism, the baptism in water, because that hasn't taken place yet. We haven't mentioned that. And that's because the baptism in water is a celebration. It's a service. It's a sacred service to show the world who you already are to show the world that the baptism of repentance brought you, to show the world that the baptism into the body of Christ has joined you, and then you have the service, the sacred service of the baptism into water to have all your family and all your friends see that now you're a new creature. 
You're washed by the water of the word. You're cleansed by the blood of Jesus, and you're a new creature in Christ. And then finally, which we will get into in a little later, is about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, because that's another separate baptism. So the baptism of repentance brings you, the baptism into the body joins you, the baptism in water shows you, and the baptism in the Holy Spirit fills you. Now, we've talked about the baptism of repentance, and we've looked pretty deeply into the baptism into the body, and I love the day that that happened to me on February 11th, 1979, when I prayed the sinner's prayer and asked Jesus to be the Lord of my life. I was baptized and became a part of the body there. Now, I still wasn't baptized in water, but it really changed my life. I'm so glad that I'm a part of the body of Christ. But then Jesus says, in Matthew 28:19, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Well, which baptism is that talking about? This is talking about the baptism in water. It is those who have had the baptism of repentance. It brought them to Christ. Those that have been baptized into the body, they are now a part of the body of Christ on the earth. And he's telling them to baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit in water as a celebratory experience, as a sacred service to show the world who they are in Christ. As a matter of fact, Acts 2.41 says, Then those who gladly received the word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. Well, which baptism is it talking about? I believe Acts 2.41 is talking about the baptism in water. They already received the word. They already prayed the prayer. I believe and they already received or already called upon the name of the Lord to be saved, and then all those souls were baptized into water. Let's look at Acts chapter 8, verses 36 through 37. Now, as they went down the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, See, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? Then Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered, that being the eunuch, he said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. What do we see happening here? Here, Philip is witnessing to the eunuch, and the eunuch is receiving the word, and the eunuch says, well, why don't I be baptized in water? Well, Philip said, well, you can be baptized in water as long as you believe with all your heart that Jesus Christ is the Lord of your life. And then the eunuch answered, I do believe. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. In other words, I believe that Jesus is the Lord of my life. And so Philip said, well, now you can be water baptized. But you see, the process is the baptism of repentance brings you, the baptism into the body joins you when you call upon the name of the Lord and you are saved. And then the baptism in water is a celebratory service, a sacred service in celebration to show the world who you are in Christ. The old has passed away and all has become new. Romans 6, 3 through 5, Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should also walk in newness of life. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. You see, the baptism in water is an outward expression of an inward heart change. It represents how our old man died with Christ. We were, past tense, buried, and now we have risen as new creatures in Christ. We have been born again. You see, going down into the water represents our old man dying. 
and coming out of the water represents our new man having risen after the nature of Christ, and we've been born again, and we are now new creatures in Christ. So water baptism is a celebration. So speaking about my own personal experience, in late 1978 and early 1979, there was a baptism of repentance on me. It was the wooing of the Holy Ghost to change my life. I really wanted to make a change. And that brought me to February 11th, 1979, where I attended a church service at Rock Church at Virginia Beach and called upon Jesus to be my Lord, and I became a part of the body. That was the baptism into the body. And then after that, on April 21st, 1979, that's when I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and spoke with other tongues. And the last baptism I did was the baptism in water on May 7th, 1979, where I was baptized in water in a pool, and I invited a lot of people and friends to come and see my confession of Jesus as my Lord and my sacred service that the old has passed away and all has become new, and I'm a new creature in Christ, and Jesus was my Lord. Well, that's all the time we have today, so I look forward to being with you in my next netcast. Mark your calendar, set your clock, and tune in next time as we continue in establishing our foundation with Jesus Christ as our cornerstone. I call you blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is The Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's The Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.